Y Group invites all AEC industry leaders to the 2024 AEC Small Business and Entrepreneurship Forum, the premier event for small firms in the AEC sector. Experience innovative strategies and insights on May 21st, crafted by Zweig Group's industry experts. Engage in keynotes and interactive sessions focused on recruitment, retention, and business growth. Join Zweig Group for this unique networking opportunity and take your business to new heights. Secure your spot today and be part of the AEC industry's future. Visit ZweigGroup.com for more information. The Zweig Group team looks forward to welcoming you. You're listening to a Zweig Letter Podcast exclusive, putting architectural, engineering, planning, and environmental consulting guru Mark Zweig and his team of experts straight talk in your ear. Mark has more than 30 years of experience helping AEP and environmental firms thrive, and these podcasts deliver his invaluable management, industry, client, and HR advice directly to you, free of charge. The Zweig Letter Podcasts let you develop professionally, wherever you are. Hey folks, it's Randy Wilburn here at, with Zwei Group Media, and today I am uh, happy to speak with Will Schneer, who is the CEO of Big Red Dog, and uh, we're so excited to have Will uh, on with us today to talk a little bit about uh, his organization, to talk about uh, his walk as a CEO uh, with a growing uh, engineering firm in the Texas marketplace, uh, and in addition to talk a little bit about hot firm and best firm to work for, and uh, what those programs have meant to his organization. And so without further ado, we just want to welcome Will um, to the table, if you will, to discuss with us a little bit about uh, his organization and also a little bit about Hot Firm. And so, uh, Will, thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to connect with us and talk with us a little bit. So um, tell us a little bit about your firm, uh, Big Red Dog. I've always been enamored by the name. Uh, it is it is it is one you will never forget. Of course, uh, whenever I say Big Red Dog, my kids think of Clifford. Uh, but when you say Big Red Dog, what do you think of? The uh, well, the name is is uh, it's the smartest thing we've ever done. One of the first decisions we made uh, when we established the firm in two thousand and nine, and uh, it's. The name is in tribute to one of our uh, project designers, whose first name is Clifford, and himself carried the nickname Clifford the Big Red Dog. So the reference to uh, your kid's cartoon character is not too far off. Right. But uh, Schneer uh, is my last name, and that doesn't exactly roll off the tongue. Um, and one of my co-founders was Lingvai, uh, L-I-N-G-V-A-I, which was also a very ethnic-sounding name. Um, so between the two of us uh, and our third partner was Brown, uh, we could have been Schneer, Lingvai, and Brown and sounded like wow. a law firm that nobody could type into Google. Uh, right. right. <laughs> and so we decided to do something different. Uh, we didn't name it after the three founding engineers. We named it after uh, our first employee, which was uh, Cliff Kendall, one of our project designers, now team leaders in our Austin office. Wow. And uh, what's really unique about it is that you know most project designers are the low man in a totem pole on the totem pole in design firms, and you know we from the very beginning wanted to be different and have a different kind of corporate culture, company culture, and. Uh, 
named named the firm uh, after Cliff, and we joke that he's the only named partner in the firm. Out of uh, <laughs> now, there's a handful of us out there. So wow. um, that the name has been uh, certainly memorable. You know, when we hang up this phone call or when I leave a meeting, people forget the name Will Schneer yes. oftentimes, but they'll never forget the name Big Red Dog. Right. You know, they may say big dog or red dog or something, but they'll always be able to find out where we are and how to get in touch with us because the name is easy to remember and easy to search. Yeah. Um, so that was 2009 we made that decision. Um, you know, we were at the bottom of the recession late 2008, early 2009, and uh, really felt there was an opportunity uh, for three young guys to go off on our own um, and start something new in that, uh, that market. And we started in Austin, Texas, uh, with the three of us and we had no money, uh, and we had no clients. Uh, we had a catchy firm name, uh, and, uh, from those very humble beginnings, uh, and incredibly humble, uh, first year of operations, uh, we've grown, uh, just, just over six years later to over a hundred people, uh, in four different offices. We now have offices uh, in Houston, Dallas, and San Antonio, in addition to Austin. And we provide, in addition to civil engineering, which is how we started, uh, mechanical, electrical, and plumbing services, uh, traffic engineering, and municipal design services. So we've grown like a weed and really been able to capitalize on the demographic trends uh, in the state of Texas. Um, and we've We've been uh, very fortunate with the success we've had and the, the employees, team members, and uh, clients that we've been able to attract since we opened. Wow, that's awesome. Now, you know, I, if I can just add to this, I, I, I understand that you guys have a very unique culture uh, within your offices that is unlike what you'll find in a lot of other, you know, quote unquote, engineering firms whether in Texas or elsewhere. And, and I, I know I've been around the country um, visiting a lot of engineering firms and you go into some of these stodgy old places and, you know, you wouldn't realize that you're in a building or in an office where people that design things for a living work. And it's sometimes amazing to me. Uh, but but tell me just a little bit about the culture there at uh, Big Red Dog that has that has kind of led to this growth that you've experienced. Yeah, that's a that's a great question, and you were breaking up a little bit there uh, in in posing that question. So we might might have to redo that one. But um, our culture is very unique for the industry, and has been a key part to our success in recruiting new team members. Um, you know, it starts with our founders. Our you know. The first generation, first year of the millennials, uh, last generation, uh, last last years of Generation X. So, the three founders are still under forty years old. Um, and starting with that, you know, we we wanted to get away from a cubicle uh, atmosphere, and very much modeled uh, the corporate culture and the office setups after more of a a technology type uh, business and. Austin has the nickname Silicon Hills um, and is very proud of uh, their technology history, starting with Motorola, uh, continuing to Dell, and now you know Facebook and Google have significant presences here, uh, as do many other tech companies. Um, 
so we were able to model our company, our culture after those type of companies. Um, and it starts with an open office environment. Um, everybody is sitting in an open atmosphere and able to collaborate directly, including myself. Nobody has a walled office at our company in any of our offices. Um, we, you know, we talked about the name earlier, but everything is branded. The office walls are branded. Uh, we have clothing, we have hats, um, we have coffee mugs, um, pint glasses, mm -hmm. The water bottles are branded, um, and you know, and it extends to how we treat our team members. Every office and every team gets to set their own office hours. Some people like to work seven thirty to five thirty four days a week, and seven thirty to eleven thirty on Fridays. Okay. So they always have a half day Friday. Um, and other offices uh, choose to work eight to five, um, and we give them that freedom to set those office hours and. Uh, the people who are working in those offices really appreciate uh, that they're not judged by how long they're sitting in their chair. Uh, and then, uh, you know, we could take it a step further. Um, we pretty consistently have uh, catered lunches in the office, um, you know, which is uh, consistent with a lot of those technology companies that right. uh, Serve their serve their team members uh, lunch in the office and keep them in the office and talking with each other and collaborating yeah. uh, and saving them the money to have to go out and buy their own lunch um, and it it just kind of builds on itself you know you start attracting people who like that atmosphere they tend to be very uh, collegial and uh, fun and outgoing and that attracts more of the same uh, so you know our by and far one of our largest selling points for prospective team members or prospective clients is to walk them through our office, uh, let them get, get the feel for how we operate. And, you know, it, it either, you know, hits the nail on the head and they're in love at first sight, or they know that this isn't the place for them and they need to keep looking. And right. fortunately for us, uh, we've attracted an excellent, uh, team and, and client list. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not due to my sales efforts or the sales efforts of uh, any of our principals or office leaders, it's really due to uh, the way that the office operates, and that starts at the bottom and extends to the top. And uh, you know, it's it's very much an open atmosphere in that regard. Wow. Well, you know, with that said, I mean, it certainly um, it certainly it, that really resonates with me. I'm I'm just curious to know if you if you if you see a trend happening in the industry where more firms are moving towards this? Are you starting to see maybe some of your competitors adopt some of the ways and practices that you guys have instituted from the beginning for the most part? Um, or, or is it still business as usual, um, maybe in your neck of the woods there in Texas? Both. Um, you know, when we started in 09, we didn't, I mentioned we didn't have any money. So how we marketed ourselves was, um, uh, through social media channels, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter being the primary ones, and more importantly, through our blog, which we also brand, and it's called the Big Red Blog, uh, and we have multiple blog posts each week, um, and, you know, it's really funny looking at, at it six years on, almost seven years on, in 2010, several competitors snickered 
at what we were doing and joked that, you know, you need to know your audience, your clients aren't on the internet, they're not reading this stuff, why are you wasting your time? Uh, and then, you know, we started growing and we started taking off. And, you know, four years ago, you started seeing them start to get social media accounts and right. uh, try to start a blog. Many of them have been unsuccessful. Uh, and because it, it really, the leadership has to drive that stuff. You can't, you know, appoint it to a marketing department. The leaders have to be fully engaged in your, in your marketing efforts. Um, and, you know, three years ago, you started to see websites get redeveloped to, you know, have more information and feature their team members and their projects a little more than some of those uh, plain and, you know, traditional looking websites. Um, and now, uh, you know, you see, you see people changing their logos. We had one prominent competitor in Austin uh, who just got bought by Stantec, but they had a, a blue Times New Roman logo, and uh, five years after we were open, they had a big, bold red logo, uh, <laughs> and uh, trying trying to play a little bit of catch-up. Right. Ultimately, <laughs> no they solved intended. that problem by selling the firm. <laughs> right. How about that? That's awesome. Well, Will, Will I got to ask you uh, about the name Big Red Dog, and, and I know that... Um, uh, you know, that for a lot of people, it might seem strange, but but just tell me what that has meant, not just to you, but to your employees, as well as to the market at large um, that you deal with from an engineering standpoint. Uh, very, very intrigued to hear about the name. Um, you've talked about how the name came about, but I'd love to find out a little bit more about um, just about how it's impacted you from a brand standpoint. Um, it's it's had been very positive from a branding standpoint um, when you, you know, we always get the question, you know, how'd you come up with the name Big Red Dog? And right there, uh, you know, you've got people interested in your story, interested in learning more about you, and uh, then it's up to you to deliver a spiel that's captivating enough um, and in, inviting enough uh, to let them in on the name and in on the culture. And, okay. You know, when you tell you know, young engineers, even experienced engineers, that this is not a company, you know, that exists uh, to glorify the founders. You know, our founders' names aren't even in the company name, and you won't see them on the letterhead anywhere. Um, you know, that that rings home as, uh, you know, more of a uh, holistic organization, you know, an organization that wants all ships to rise and not just the people at the top. And then, uh, you know, out in the marketplace, um, it's... You know, it, when we enter a new market, we have to explain the name and explain the brand. But what we're finding, you know, six years into this is that the name and the brand is preceding us into many of the markets that we're entering. And people are well aware of who we are. Um, and uh, when we do show up and when we do arrive, you know, we just opened our Dallas office last year. Um, all of our competitors, when we would go to uh, you know, real estate council events or other networking events knew who we were already um, and, you know, would make comments like, oh, you guys are up in Dallas now. Great. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, like, yeah, we kind of figured you would be here soon enough. We didn't think it would be this soon. Right. Um, <laughs> and it's, uh, you know, it's really been, uh, I think it's the smartest thing we did when we started the company. And then we it invested in the URL, bigreddog.com, uh, 
which is an easy URL to remember. Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, it all, uh, it's all been very, uh, resulted in tremendous, uh, things for us as a company. Wow. That's great. So, and, and I think we were talking earlier and kind of alluded to the fact that, that, that not just the company name and, and the brand itself, but it, it, it extends also to your employees and the way that you treat them and a lot of the things that, um, that you guys do that, that you may find, uh, that, that don't happen in traditional engineering or architectural firm, architectural firms. Um, just tell us a little bit more about that and, and, and in your mind, what, why, why it makes a difference for you and the way that you treat your, your people. Well, number one, uh, the number one factor with how we view treating our people is, you know, they're the asset that goes home every night and they're the asset that recruiters are calling constantly and competitors are calling constantly. And when you layer that in with, you know, present day, uh, you know, mindset of team members, uh, you know, there's very little uh, loyalty to the company if the company doesn't reciprocate and offer loyalty back. Right. Uh, and that starts with, you know, giving them a say in the operation, letting them have a say in, you know, how they think they can do their jobs better, you know, giving them pretty consistent feedback on how they're doing their jobs day to day. Um, you know, especially among the millennials, there's, they're less motivated by money. You know, they want uh, feedback. They want to know how they're doing. They want to have a say in the operation. Um, and, you know, we we're the same way. We were frustrated about not having a say and being kept in the dark when we were at our previous firms, uh, which were very good firms in their own right. But, you know, when we started the firm, we had to do something different to attract talent. You know, when we were three people, four people, how are we going to get the fifth person to a company named Big Red Dog that doesn't right. have many much work to do, you know, without <laughs> without being able to offer them uh, some benefits in that regard. And, uh, you know, we were two things uh, – that I'm very proud of is we're an entrepreneurial company uh, and we're an open book company. So every year we write our business plan and every year uh, we publish it and present it to our staff in every office and buy them all lunch, go through the business plan, tell them what's a, you know, give them a scorecard of what we did last year, you know, what we said we were going to do and how we actually performed, tell them what we're going to do this year, tell them what we're looking at for the year after that. Uh, give them a chance to ask questions and to provide feedback on those plans. And, uh, you know, and the other thing we reiterate at every level of the organization is as long as there's not a legal reason for not showing you something, you can come in and ask to look at any document that we've got in the company. Uh, you know, we don't have anything to hide. And the more inquisitive you are as a team member, uh, with how we're operating the company, the more you're going to know about it, the more you're going to be able to contribute to it, uh, and uh, the more feedback we're going to get on how successful it's going to be. You know, the mindset really is we, we put this business plan together. Don't just put it on the shelf. Read it, you know, present it to them, and if you expect them to execute it, they need to know what's in it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And, that's true. Uh, you know, that goes with the whole entrepreneurial culture. Once they're executing the business plan, they're acting like an owner of the business and uh, and really uh, driving the ship forward. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, that that, that makes perfect sense. And it, it gives us a nice uh, segue into our next question, which was <clears throat> one of the main reasons why we had this conversation in the first place, which was to talk about 
hot firm and best firm to work for. And, and um, I know it's, a, you know, it's, 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 it's our annual event that we do is a hot firm event. Uh, this year it will be in Phoenix, Arizona on September 22nd and 23rd. Uh, and so we, you know, we certainly want to just kind of know uh, in terms of your learn, learn a little bit more about your experience with the hot firm event, specifically with that hot firm designation and the best firm to work for designation. Now you've been a hot firm how many times now? We just, uh, 2015 was the first year we placed on the list um, okay. because it was, it was based on uh, several previous years of, of uh, revenue growth, not just the, you know, the one previous year. And, right. You know, we're only six years old. So uh, yeah. we applied for the first time in 2015 and made the list. We came in number 26. And, uh, you know, that's something we're, we're very proud of and really a validation of, of what we're doing down here in Texas. Okay. Now you, you applied for best firm to work for as well, right? Uh, we did not. You did not. We did okay. Not. All right. So hopefully you'll apply for it this year and, uh, be a part of that. It sounds like you won't have any problems making that list based on what you've shared with me. And, and also just the, the feedback that I have received out in the marketplace about your firm. So, um, that's really exciting. Um, what what uh, what did you take away from the awards process itself? Did you have were you particularly involved in that at all? Yes, I was in Boston uh, at the Copley for the awards ceremony. Um, I brought my wife with me, my co-founder and business partner Bob Brown, who runs our Houston office. Okay, uh, he he and his girlfriend joined us, and uh, you know it was really a first class event. Uh, the Copley was a beautiful hotel. Um, the red carpet uh, going into the award ceremony uh, was a nice touch. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, Mark is not a shy guy. So his, his <laughs> no. emceeing, his ability to emcee the event and keep it lively and, you know, not, not like a typical, <coughs> typical engineering award ceremony uh, was, was very fun. And, you know, we really had a great time. We loved Boston. Uh, the hotel was beautiful. Uh, it was located right on Copley Plaza, and uh, you know, based on that experience, uh, I'm, I'm very hopeful that we continue to be somewhere on the hot list and can make an excuse, find an excuse to go to the events in the future. Um, really looking forward to uh, the Biltmore this year. So, oh, that's awesome! Yeah, uh, well, we, we look forward to having you there with us for sure. Um, how, how did the staff react, uh, there at Big Red Dog to being named to the hot firm list and, and what did it, how did it resonate with them? It, the reaction was incredibly positive. When you tell people, you know, they're working very hard day in, day out, we all are, uh, and these outside awards, uh, hot firm award in particular is a great validation of those efforts when they can go home and tell their family members and tell their friends and tell the people they went to school with that, yeah, my firm was the 26th fastest growing engineering and architecture company in North America or in the United States and Canada out of thousands of firms. Um, that's an incredible feather in their cap. And uh, it, it provides validation and a source of pride uh, for all of our team members. And, uh, you know, it's, it's being on the hot firm list being the 26th fastest growing uh, engineering and architecture firm uh, in the United States and Canada uh, is certainly a tremendous honor. And we were able to parlay uh, that honor into a uh, 
full page, multiple page uh, feature article in our newspaper here in Austin, the Austin American Statesman. And uh, it came out on a Sunday edition, you know, the one edition people all still subscribe to. And, uh, you know, it probably got three, four, five hundred, uh, you know, emails or text messages or pats on the back about that article from, you know, our network, whether they're team members or uh, co-consultants or competitors or clients. Um, and it, it was really a, a tremendous honor back to back being, you know, not only receiving the award, but being featured in the Austin American Statesman. You know, I'd, you wake up on Sunday morning and it happened to be my birthday. It came out October 11th. Oh, uh, nice. Nice. So I, I woke up, my wife had breakfast ready, and then I showed her our company in the paper. And uh, it, it was really a, a hell of a way to wake up on your birthday. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm sure you have that article framed somewhere in the office. So. There's one of them there. <laughs> so, yeah, that's cool. That's very cool. Well, I, you know, that, that's great. That's a great story. And that was actually, you, you beat me to the punch because that was my next question, uh, which you've since answered, which was what, what was the success or an and outcome that you experienced because of the, the hot firm designation. And so uh, getting that local press, I'm sure, has helped quite a bit. Um, you talked about the impact to your employees and just the pride that the hot firm designation has instilled in everyone. And so that's, that's really exciting to hear. Uh, I'm going to go and I'm going to, I'm going to end up with this one question, just which I think will be really interesting, um, for other young engineers and architects to hear from, from someone like yourself that has had a fair amount of experience at a young age. Um, what would you say to the young architects and engineers that are coming into the industry nowadays and are sometimes jaded by the fact that um, our industry can 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 operate in a way that it can seem archaic at times? Um, how would you encourage them to kind of step out of their comfort zone the way that you did back in 2009 um, and, and possibly initiate something different? something exciting, something new, like a big red dog or, or, or something along those lines. How, what would you say to encourage those young engineers and architects that are just coming into this industry now? Number one, know, know the position you're in. Um, you know, one of the things I tell our folks all the time is American universities are graduating fewer and fewer engineers every year. And when you layer on top of that a few things, number one, you know, development regulations, uh, construction regulations at every level of the government, from municipal all the way up to federal, are not getting easier. Yeah. Um, they're never going to get easier. So there's fewer engineers and more regulations, um, which is tremendous job security. And for us in Texas, uh, you, you put on top of that the icing on the cake of a thousand people a day. 1,000 people every day are moving to the state of Texas, and 8 out of 10 of those are moving to the four places where we have a significant presence, Austin, right. Dallas, Houston, and San Antonio. Yeah. So, um, you know, one other thing uh, that they really need to consider is, you know, what they perceive as an archaic industry is very much an industry in transition. Uh the engineering firm leaders who are in their 50s and 60s and 70s, um, you know, have, have done a tremendous job building and leading their firms uh, ever since they've been in those positions. Uh, and 
not to take anything away from them because they've been my mentors. They've taught me the business. Um, but you look at you know most firms in our industry today, between the 35-year-old guy and the 60-year-old guy, there's not that many people in the organization, uh, particularly in Texas. Uh, the savings and loan crisis uh, and bank failures of the 1980s really hollowed out uh, a whole generation and a half of potential leaders in engineering firms. So right. the transition for a millennial or a Generation X type employee to step into a leadership role uh, isn't, they don't have to wait 10 or 15 or 20 more years. They, they can do it right now. Right. Um, and there's a whole lot of these guys that don't have a succession plan, don't have a transition plan for their firm. And if, if you've got the skill set and the desire to step up and be that transition plan and start to take over some of the leadership responsibilities, um, you know, it's a golden opportunity, uh, whether you're 24 years old and right out of college or 34 years old and have 10 years of experience. Uh, the, you know, and then think about who your clients are. Your, your clients' organizations are facing the same thing. They have, you know, 40 or 50, 60, 70 year old guys, and they have a bunch of 20 and 30 year old guys, and there's no one in their 40s really running those organizations. So they're, their next generation is going to be looking to the next generation of consultants to service their projects in the future. So there's a confluence of factors from, you know, number of people graduating, regulations, population growth, and uh, the hollowing out of that kind of middle management uh, period in these companies that, um, you know, it won't be a stodgy, archaic type industry for very long. Yeah. Um, and we're we're experiencing you know Moore's law. We're experiencing the fastest pace of change uh, in technology of any generation before us. Um, you know, virtual <laughs> virtual reality is the hot new buzzword. Well, I may be able to go to the Hot Firm Awards in three years with a headset on my head from my conference room. Right, uh, <laughs> right, uh, right. Who knows? And that's yeah. certainly not archaic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's true. That's very true. <laughs> Times they are changing, um, and, and certainly you guys are staying ahead of the curve, um, to say the least. And, and man, I, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to just share with us a little bit. And so, you know, for, in the interest of uh, sharing with those individuals that may be listening to this on a podcast or are actually watching the video, uh, somewhere, can you let people know how they could reach out to you if they had any questions for you? Um, uh, Will? Yeah, absolutely. Um, our website, bigreddog.com, uh, is really uh, our clearinghouse for all the information about our company, Our authority, demonstrates our authority and our experience. And then personally, my email address is will, W-I-L-L, dot schneer, S-C-H-N-I-E-R, at bigreddog.com. And uh, I'd, love, I'd love to hear from folks if they want to know more about us or uh, if they're interested in joining our firm or working for us or just looking for some advice on, on what they're doing. And, uh, you know, every time I have a conversation, whether it's with you, Randy, or with, you know, a potential employee or a potential client, I learn more. I learn more about our industry and I get more effective at what I do. And, uh, you know, anybody, I would encourage anybody who, uh, who's thinking about reaching out and getting in touch with us to do so. Cause I, I really appreciate the conversation and, and the connection and what you can teach me. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Will. I really, really appreciate this. 
Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening to this uh, this uh, video or, or podcast, depending on what format you're listening to this in. Uh, certainly want to encourage you guys to uh, take part in the 2016 Hot Firm, Best Firm to Work For event that will be taking place at the Arizona Biltmore Hotel in Phoenix, Arizona, and that will be September 22nd and 23rd. It is going to be an outstanding event, and if you're in the engineering or architectural space uh, and the design community as a whole and you want to be a part of something special, please come out and join us. You'll be able to find out more information about that at zweiggroup.com. Once again, this is Randy Wilburn for Zwei Group Media. Thanks again for listening in and thanks for hearing our, uh, from our special guest today, Will Schneer, and uh, all the amazing things that they're doing at Big Red Dog. I hope you have a great day and I will talk with you soon. Thanks for tuning in to this Zweig Letter Podcast exclusive. We hope that you can apply Mark's no-holds-barred advice to your daily professional life. For a free transcript of this or any episode of our podcast, please visit info.zweiggroup.com slash podcast. If you want more wisdom and inspiration, in addition to information about finance, HR, and marketing your firm, subscribe to the print or digital version of the Zweig Letter online at zweiggroup.com slash publications.